This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Friday. Excited for this one. A good friend of the show, a guy we've had on a couple of times over the years. Used to hang out with him up at Seahawks camp. Uh, K.J. Wright, former member of the Seattle Seahawks, 11-year NFL veteran, Super Bowl champion, at K.J. underscore Wright 34 on Twitter. Go give him a follow. K.J., first off, good morning to you, man. How, what's K.J. Wright doing these days? How's retirement treating you? Good morning, good morning. Retirement is great. Uh, my wife, she just left me for um, five, six days, so I got three kids all to myself. <laughs> so um, please pray for me. We got basketball practice, volleyball practice, and cook and clean. So, yeah, that daycare around here. Are, are you coaching? Are you coaching any of the sports? See, I want to coach um, my daughter's volleyball squad, but she oh. just tells me to stay out the way. And so um, I just coach on the side when, when she gets done with her games and practices. So, uh, I would love to. I would love to coach volleyball. It's pretty fun. I love it. Man. Is it? Weird? I've always wanted to ask a retired athlete this. Like, it's got to be hard to wrap your mind around. Re- like, the retirement age for athletes is so different than normal jobs. Like, all of us, yeah. we work. Like, it's like, hey, hopefully, I can retire by the time I turn sixty or whatever. Like, that's what our mindset is. How weird yeah. is that to like leave your profession that you've done your entire life at such a, I mean, relatively young age? It's so strange. It's definitely unfamiliar territory. Just think about it. I've been playing football since I was maybe nine, ten years old. And you just do it in high school. You do it in college. You do it your entire adulthood. And then it just literally stops. Like, it stops and you go cold turkey. And so it's, um, you know, definitely unfamiliar. Um, I knew that I was at peace because I gave, I gave the game everything I had. I gave it every ounce. I spent so much time. I had so many injuries. I'm like, I am literally on empty right now. And so um, I'm, I'm at peace because you know, I go to the Seahawks game. I can watch the games. I'm happy. I'm cheering for them. I can go to practices here and there, see the fellas. And so the hardest part about saying goodbye is definitely the fellas on a day-to-day basis. Like, yeah. I saw my best friends every single day. And so when you come on the other side, you really have to be adamant about making phone calls, setting up lunch with the fellows. And so um, that's, that is the hardest part about saying goodbye to the game. Well, and, and you, you obviously you choose the right time for your body and, and, and your mind and you're ready to go. But then like the time comes where you're no longer going to camp and you're no longer playing. And it sounds like mm-hmm. you figured this out. But some athletes, KJ, they retire and 
we see him on TV and you're like, yo, that that dude's been eating and he's been enjoying his life. And some guys, they retire and you're like, yo, that used to be an offensive lineman and now he's as skinny as I am. <laughs> did you have to get like the diet regimen? And, and what did you do right away? Like how odd was it for you to not have such a scheduled calendar where it's like lift weights here, film break down there, practice this time? Like did you have to create your own kind of schedule to kind of adapt to that lifestyle? Absolutely. And, and you have to understand, like, my body has been on a clock for my entire adulthood. And so when I kid you not, when training camp hit, my body, I just, your body just gets going. You just feel antsy. You're just like, man, I should be doing something right now. Yeah. And the first week of the football season, I, I was watching on TV. My hair started standing up on my, on my skin. I was like, man, something's not right here. Like, I should be playing ball. And so, um, you know, that probably won't leave it for a while. But um, for me personally, my lifelong goal is to never get over 250 pounds. Um, I weigh 252 right now, so I need to go get on the peloton. <laughs> and so, um, man, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. But um, you have to stay on it. You got to make sure you eat right, drink right, get your rest. And so, um, because you can go either way. And I want to go on the skinny side versus the big side. Well, it's not easy to stay in shape man, when you're chasing those kids around. You know, it's not hard. You know, yeah. it's hard to fit it into the schedule when I got to go exercise and meal prep and all that kind of stuff. That's not easy to do. I, you know, one of the the big stories this week in the NFL is obviously Tom Brady retiring, and we don't need to talk about the Super Bowl memory. But I'm just curious, man. Like, you know, you played for so many years in this era, and a lot of these all-time great quarterbacks are either on their way out or already on their way or already out. What was it like competing against him? What was he like as a you know as, as a you know as a linebacker? You're looking across the way. There's Tom Brady. What was that experience like for you? Right, people ask me all the time, "Who's the best player I've ever played?" And without hesitation, I say it's Tom Brady. You just look at his first of all the resume he's put together. I mean, all decade team, you know, seven Super Bowls, but his presence on the field is what separates him from the rest of the quarterbacks that I played against. I mean, this man is just so laser focused. He's so poised, and no matter what the situation is in the ball game, you have got to find a way to finish until that clock hits three zeros. I mean, he's just the ultimate pro. Just talking to, you know, seeing his teammates talk, his teammates love him, his teammates respect him. And, um, you know, I put Tom Brady's name, you know, above the MJs, the Tigers. In my eyes, that's the best athlete to, to ever step foot on a football in any, any type of uh, sport. Hands down. KJ, you had such a unique experience where obviously you, you you play for so long, you have this great career, you guys won a Super Bowl, you come close to a second one. It's just a, an incredible run. I'm, I'm curious, you have a former teammate that went into television this year on prime time, and there was a game involving the Denver Broncos that he was at, and it ended <laughs> with an interception. And look, Richard Sherman has been no stranger to the noise and talking about the interception and uh, how he feels and kind of giving his feelings and thoughts on Russell Wilson as a teammate on the defensive side. What did, what do you make of the spectacle of seeing your former teammate on TV talking about your former quarterback uh, during a game and, and in a post game? You know, what's funny about that is that as, as ruthless as the world thought that Sherm was, I thought that Sherm was very nice. I thought that Sherm did a very job <laughs> and um expressing his emotions because I've been on the you know, I've been in, you know, lunch and I was like, Okay, this man is okay. He's being very friendly right now. And so just to see him talk about Russ, I mean, I believe that first and foremost that situation has scarred us all, right? Just in the red zone, games on the line. Um, you got a bunch of downs to get it done and you choose to pass and it's an interception. 
And the, the most ironic thing about that play was that Nathaniel Hackett called the same type of concept that we that was intercepted in the Super Bowl. And you looked at Russ. He's hard as well. Russ didn't even look at that option. Yeah. It was wide open. Mm-hmm. Russ didn't even look at it. He chose to go somewhere else. And, um, yeah, to see Sherm talk about Russ, I mean, he's in the media. That's, that's his job. That's what he has to do. And um, But he and he had to be honest. And so he was definitely honest as much as he could have been. But um, he was definitely friendly when he was um, on that Thursday night football segment. <laughs> where, where, where's KJ Wright on that topic? It's such a, it's, a, it's interesting to us, right? Because we'd be at Seahawks camp and we all watched, watched you guys have that incredible run. And to watch the way it kind of ended with the defense going to one side and the quarterback on this side and then kind of just the comments coming on both both ways. Like, where's K.J. Wright on the Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks, and the way it kind of ended thing? It, it was all such a big disappointment. I looked at it. I looked at what divided us and what separated us. And to me, in my eyes, it was all about who deserves the most credit. Like, is it the defense? Um, is it the Legion of Boom? Is it Russell Wilson? Is it Marshawn Lynch? And I'm like, who the hell cares, guys? Right. Like, we are winning. We're dominant. We are doing something so special. But I believe that, like, when you look at the alpha presence, the egos that come with football, this is the stuff that comes with the game, right? And so, um, you know, I wish that we could have gotten, maximized our talent as much as we could because we would have been a dynasty. If we got, if we got the second Super Bowl, we are a dynasty, and we are getting a third one. And so um, we definitely lost that one. It divided the team. It crumbled us. Uh, we didn't trust each other for the longest. And so it was very unfortunate how it ended. But, man, you best believe, like, in that time when we were up and coming and we did get to the Super Bowl, that was the time of my life. Yeah, I mean, you're still going, what, 20 years since the team's going back-to-back Super Bowls, and you guys were a yard away from doing it. That's a, probably the closest anybody's We're, we're kind of being mean to him. All we're talking about is the loss I know, of the I Super Bowl, bad. not the dominant Super Bowl I, win. That they I know, <laughs> the blowout of the Denver Broncos, the, the snap over Manning's head on, for, on the first play of the game. Let me ask you about this year's Seahawks, though, man. I mean, they I, we're, Look, we're a couple of idiots, so we looked at them like, man, this, this team's not going to be very good. Russ is gone. They're rebuilding. It's kind of a, a new chapter of Seahawks football, and here they come. They make the playoffs. I know it didn't end well the way that they wanted yeah. to in another blowout to San Francisco, but were you surprised? What'd you see, and what do you make of the future of the Seahawks? I was the only person on the planet that predicted nine wins. I have it on record. I said it. I said that Coach Carroll is going to find a way to bring out the best in this, in this inexperienced football team. But here's the thing, fellas. When you look at this roster, there are a lot of holes in this roster. This roster is not ready to compete for championships. They're not even close to ready to compete for championships. They have a lot of pieces to add to this football team with the defensive line, with the interior offensive line, with the linebackers. There's a lot of stuff you have to get figured out. And so um, it's cool. You get your nine wins. You get to the playoffs. You get blown out by the Niners. You best believe if they don't address the free agency properly, mm-hmm. if they don't draft properly, then it could it could get a little shaky for this team. And so they have to make a lot of good decisions going to this offseason. And I believe it starts with figuring out what's happening with Geno Smith. Yeah. KJ, I got a two-part question. And I, I need the first question answered before I ask you the second question. <laughs> when they were going to snap the ball against when you guys played Denver, could you just get a sense that that dude was about to pee down his leg? Like, did you feel like they were nervous and scared watching you guys line up across from them? I, I didn't. I didn't feel that. I did not feel that. I felt like okay, we're, everyone's ready. It's the biggest game of both of our lives. Well, let's battle. Uh, and the second question would be: What is this week like for Super Bowl teams? It's it, for sports fans. It kind of sucks because it's like it's a weird week. Like we're excited, and then it's a down week, and then hey, we're excited again because the game's going to get played. What's it like as a player to have this down week 
Is it a benefit? Is it? Would you rather just line it up and play the week after the conference championships week? What's this week like for from for the players' perspective? No, most definitely a bye week is definitely needed because there are so many things that we have to figure out as players. I mean, they give us 15 Super Bowl tickets, and so you have to call your 15 most favorite people on the planet. Oh. And best believe, number 16 and 17, they, they are they are not they're not happy. And um, so you have to get that figured out. You have to get flights figured out. Where's your family staying? And um, you know, let guys take care of the body, self scout. And um, but you best believe when you step foot on that plane to go to your destination, it is all business. Every, nothing matters but winning this championship. Family, leave me alone. Um, girlfriend, leave me alone. I am focused on winning a Super Bowl. And so um, it's definitely a, a fun week, but definitely when you get on that plane, it, it's all business. What do you make of this year's matchup, man? I mean, I'm excited for you. you got Mahomes obviously back, third time in five years. Philly has been such an elite team all year, and they're so well-balanced. The defense is good. The offensive line is the best in the league. Like, What, what are some of the storylines of the matchups you're looking forward to, and how do you think this one plays out? Yeah, I just want to see a really, really good football game, and I, I believe that it will be. You have two phenomenal quarterbacks and um, two defenses. This is number one sack defense and the number two sack defense with Philly and the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, when I look at the Eagles, I'm trying to look at how can I exploit this team, both offensively and defensively, and I don't see a single hole, um, a single weakness in this Philadelphia football team. And so I believe that you have a phenomenal quarterback, phenomenal run game, two outstanding receivers. I mean, it's just no holes, no weaknesses. And so I do believe that the game is going to come down to the wire. But I got Jalen Hurts and the Eagles finding a way to pull this yeah. one off. Yeah, they they look like a good team, and I think you'd have to agree with everything you just said. They they're the slightly better team. What who was who was the aunt, the cousin, the friend? Who was sixteenth on the ticket cutoff list? <laughs> that like that conversation's not fun, and they're fighting it a little bit, and they're kind of pissed because they didn't make the cut. It's funny because my cousins they came over. Um, yes, you know, I saw them yesterday, and we we actually talked about the Super Bowl, and they was talking about how they had to watch the game at the house. Um, <laughs> my cousin he watched it, and he was, he was crying. It's you know, tears of joy, obviously. Right. But he was like, I should have been there because um, they showed my family during the game when we were on the sideline. The confetti was falling. And so imagine you're number 16 and 17 looking at all your family members on national TV. So it is what it is. They should have been better cousins. But uh, no, it's fine, though. Wow, they should have been better They didn't cousins. make the cut, man. They didn't make the cut. That is gotta, unbelievable. What have requirements there. I know you want to lose weight, man, but, like, what do you want to eat for Super Bowl Sunday? I feel like that's the day everybody has to just throw the diet out the window, sit down, watch some football, and eat some food that makes you feel good. Absolutely, and I will be doing just that. Um, last year we had a fish fry. That cousin came over. We cooked some fish and some hush puppies and some fries. And so you got to enjoy yourself on Super Bowl Sunday. No, no diet. I don't want to see any salads or asparagus on Super Bowl Sunday. Amen. Now we're talking, baby. KJ Wright, eleven-year NFL vet, Super Bowl champion with the Seattle Seahawks at KJ underscore Wright thirty-four on Twitter. Now go give him a follow. Uh, first off, man, great to catch up with you again. We always enjoy the conversations. Glad you're in the media. Uh, you know world now with us so it's going to be a lot of fun hopefully we can do this again soon thanks as always for the time man we appreciate it you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 